What in the world? <laughs> who is, I, I who got is that man? <laughs> who is that man? Who is that man? Welcome, one and all, to the Wonder Years. For all your animals rereading and eventual rewatching needs. I don't know why I put that one and all in there. Kind of felt like a nece- kind of felt like I wanted to, but I- I'm sure. Sarah. What's up? Hey, I'm Blair. <laughs> I'm the I'm take yourself. I'm all. I'm Seda. Oh oh. <laughs> I feel like you should be like leading the charge because you set a theme, but after everyone else. <laughs> But I, th- there's something I appreciate about that, I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm taxons. <laughs> You're taxons? I'm taxons. Uh, Actually, no, I, I'm Wonder Yerks. <laughs> the whole thing? You could... Why does Seda... Uh, not Seda. Why does Sarah get to be... You guys should have different names. Why does... <laughs> <laughs> after, after, after how many episodes of this podcast that, fun, that finally happens? <laughs> um... It was inevitable. Why does Sarah get three words? How come your mom lets you have three Wonder Yerks? (laughs) I'm all three of us. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, you've worked all of our DNAs together, probably. It's hive mind shit or whatever. I I don't know. I was hanging out with a couple of my friends at a bar recently where we were all sitting in a row. And I think I was pretty much in the middle of a sentence of whatever conversation we were having. Um and interrupted myself halfway through to say, oh, hey, if you two switched positions, we'd look like we were anamorphing into each other. <laughs> <laughs> and then we discussed that for a little while. <laughs> what a perfect thought to have. Yeah, one of these friends is one that I'm, uh, I'm about 95% of the way to converting them to reading anamorphs, so. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> we, we're, we're getting there one... One, one day at a time, the world will read Animorphs. Yeah. We actually have some news. Um, we have a question about this when we get to questions, but I just kind of want to talk about it up front, if sure. you're up for that. The uh, fucking graphic novels of the first two Animorphs books, or the first Animorphs book, not the first two. We got audiobooks of the first two books, mm-hmm. um, which is also cool as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, they, <laughs> Caplegate and her husband are finally have to having to put into having to put into the annals of history how all of their alien names are pronounced. <laughs> oh, um, that's actually going to be great. Right. Yeah, right? I think and, it's so fascinating because there's nothing more... We've talked We talked about this last episode. There's nothing more dated feeling than Animorphs, like, yeah. in reference. So to have, like, a whole bunch of new material, like... And I've seen, like, the first couple pages, and they're, like... I mean, obviously geared towards kids, as the books were. Um, and it's like, man, <laughs> what are kids going to do with this information? <laughs> right. I'm very curious. Like, I, I just, I didn't actually read any of the articles. I just glanced briefly because I was really paranoid about spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, because people sometimes, you know, think that, oh, just because these books are 20 years old means <laughs> that I can spoil them for people who do podcasts yeah. about them. Um, anyway, uh, are they updating the time for the graphic novel? No. 
Uh, it looks like, as far as I can tell, it looks like it's still... I, I think, actually, the artist was on record as saying, yeah, no, it's still taking place in the 90s. I mean, I guess we're at a point now where that makes as much sense as making Stranger Things, right? I guess right, so, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Like, it just, yeah, like, Stranger Stranger Things audience aim is a little bit older than, like, us. Like, you, you, all, the three of us sitting here. Yeah. And, like, whereas, like, the, like, the, Adam Morris is the Stranger Things, but for 80, for 90s. I, I mean, no, yes, and. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, 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 no. But no, I understand the, logic, the, the logical wanna, connection being made If here. you just want to end your rebuttal there at yes, instead of yes and no, I, I'd be pretty happy with that if we want to just barter this. Can I get a yes out of you? Animorphs play d Oh my god, oh. Animorphs play d yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm taking we have, from this conversation. We have we certainly do, talked about that a, before, oh, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Can we do a table? Oh, multiple times, for sure. Can we do a tabletop game where we play as the Animorphs playing, playing D&D? Playing d <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, actually. Um, I can think of at least two systems that would work really well for that. <laughs> Fuck yes. So... <laughs> Tabletop gaming is good. It yeah. really is. <laughs> but, um, the first, the, um, the, the, because we've been talking around it for two minutes now, the first, uh, Animorphs book is getting a graphic novel. Right. Uh, and I'm super fucking excited for it. Mm-hmm. Like, we are entering a renaissance of Animorphs, and this is only the fir- this is the first of many steps leading us to the animated series. <laughs> yeah, I am reserving judgment, I guess. Yeah. Because I understand being excited about it, but I don't really see what the books gain from being turned into a graphic novel. Sure. Yeah, I, I don't I don't I don't really either, honestly. I'm I'm more excited about the fact that there is like enough care about the Animorphs as a franchise to like make a graphics novel out of it. Yeah. Um I, I, I'm more excited about I'm more excited about like what this means for like uh, I don't know, what this means about like maybe future like you know, like I said, maybe a future like new stuff for the Animorphs or maybe like a t- a new T V series or something. Um, I, I mean, I'm still probably going to buy the graphic novel, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm not like I, I'm more excited about the 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 what it, the implications than I am the product itself. Yeah, yeah, uh, that makes sense to me. And like, by all means, be excited about it. I um, uh, I'm grumpy. Uh, this is known about me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can I I've, I can be grumpy. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, this is just one of the things for some reason I've decided to be a little grumpy about. I don't know if it's because I'm not totally stoked on the art. Or... Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm genuinely with you on that. The art is kind of like I, I I'm kind of. Yeah. I'm sorry. To, I'm like... sorry to be a bummer. <laughs> you came no, into no, this no, with no, a like, very that's... excited energy. <laughs> no, you're honestly like I I I'd also kind of had reservations about the art that I just wasn't really saying too much about. But like you're right, the art does not seem like. Like, the art seems like the kind of art that, like, I'd be getting advertised to me in, like, YouTube ads for webtoons or whatever. Sure. And I yeah. don't think that those are, like, po- necessarily poor quality art or anything. It's just not, like, an art style that I enjoy looking at a lot. One thing yeah. that I'm curious about is how they're going to deal with the violence. Because that's, I mean, that's yes. going to be a thing in any Animorphs adaption, of course. But, like... If this is still targeted to kids, but it's a visual medium. Totally. Um, I know oh, that they yeah. can get away with a lot of, like, we kill aliens, so their blood is a different color, so it's For not sure. actually gore and that kind of thing. But, you know, 
if, if they do the whole series, by the time they reach where we are, <laughs> it's becoming pretty, pretty God. bloody. Oh, the, <laughs> think specifically about this one. Them, yeah. them, like having them, like having to legally undercut the the alien blood by like saying that really runs antithetical to like the entire concept of this series. Yeah. Like, like, oh, they don't bleed red. Uh-huh. So it's not it's not really gore. Yeah. A bit of a I, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Don't worry about it. That's fine. Yeah, I'm I'm choosing like I'm like making the conscious decision to be like generally excited, but like I but then at the same time I'm like, well this really isn't for me, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Whoever the audience for these books are, it's not like a 23-year-old recording a podcast in his bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, yeah, you're not wrong, but uh, like, also, like I said, I am going to buy these. I am going to buy oh. this book, like, day one. Yeah, um, maybe. I don't, I don't buy things usually, so we'll see. Yeah, I'll certainly read it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll get to that step. For sure. <laughs> yeah, and, and we're we're only and you're saying that not because you're gonna do any because yeah, you're gonna do it all perfectly legally. Yeah. Because Caplegate herself is going to mail all of us uh, the a, the an early edition of the books for uh, fucking promotional purposes. Exactly. Uh, Matt Noisepace did say today that for some fucking reason, um, the Wonder Yerks has the most downloaded episode that isn't a Henry Kissinger is Pokemon going to die? <laughs> what? How? I don't know, but our episode 42 got uh, nearly 600 downloads. That's crazy. I'm, I'm what, pretty sure it's one that? that we were really spaced out and weird in, so <laughs> I don't know, but maybe... Let me, let, I'm going to go scroll through and just take a look at what that number... You said 42? Yeah. Uh, yep, episode 42. In the world where mermaids are real, you might have been born a mermaid. <laughs> That's a really good title. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, all, all the titles you give are really good ones. That, like, that one is above and beyond. <laughs> let's, let's take a look at this episode description to see if anything sounds familiar. This episode got lost in the snowy tundra for three weeks, where it repeatedly almost died of hypothermia before morphing, ba- before morphing back to its original form and then morphing back to let itself almost die again. Uh-oh! Oh Luckily, it's I'm mine. so stupid. I'm the stupidest <laughs> person alive. Uh, I'm pr- I'm... I might have written this one. It's entirely possible. I really don't know. Um. I, 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 the Yerks, uh, in, in, in this very scattered episode, we read Animorphs Book 25, The Extreme. The Yerks being incredibly tired and giggly have infected all of us, and it's fine, it's fine. We're f- no, you wrote that. That, that sounds like me. I think the uh-oh is a pretty good hint that it was me, but definitely ending yeah. it with, it's fine, this is fine, it's fine. I we're think fine, yeah. We're going to say that's me, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds. That's a weird one to have be on. Yeah, sure, I have no idea. I mean, I'll take it. I'm not yeah. gonna complain. Because if I'm remembering that book, it's like depressing Brutal. as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's yeah. a hard one. Yeah. Um, also, the um also relates to this one because it's another book in which I uh, Cassie meets an indigenous person. Oh yeah, oh. <laughs> that was also a Cassie book, wasn't it? It was. I, so I only funny. just clocked that. Like I remembered. I remembered this. I remembered that episode. Yeah. Like that. That thing. But I did not remember that being a cast. Was that a Cassie book? It must have it been. I feel like it was. Right. It had to be. If it wasn't Cassie, it was Rachel. For some reason, that's what my brain is telling me. Yeah. I'm not gonna think about it too hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a Marco speaking book. of not thinking of it too hard, 
this cover presents a lot of problems for me. Oh, right out of the bat. It, 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 it is a Marco book, by the way. It's oh, okay. Book. Okay, yeah. We have uh, Cassie turning into a kangaroo. Yeah. Uh, Let's, and I, 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 I don't I, like that. I, I, um, can we take a brief moment to read off a selection of tweets that I have prepared for this? Oh, uh, sure. For, for this book? Uh-huh. Kangaroos are out here looking like a terrible little man. Too many muscles. Awful hands. I can't stand it. Stop! If I ever <laughs> met a kangaroo on the street, I would A, absolutely be killed by it, and B, just tell it to stop! <laughs> The animal that God forgot! God, I'm, I'm looking at the attached JPEGs. These, these, these tweets courtesy of, of one Santa nudity. Um, you know. I hate having to confront the person I am, you know? <laughs> oh. The second image attached specifically really does look like a like a cryptid, right? Um, I would like to say my friend who has a locked account just retweeted those JPEGs of kangaroos that I got incredibly mad at and said, I'm crying, they look like Adam Driver. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess uh, so. They there's it's it's the boxiness of them that I find to be a real issue. Right. They're so thick. <laughs> they have so <laughs> square. They have like uncanny valley, but instead of like the face being the problem, it's the body. Yeah, they always like the, the way that they're short. They don't have shoulders. They they they're like arms just kind of slope off their neck. Oh my god, is this what andalites look like? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Are kangaroos a psyop? Have they just been andalites this whole time? And kangaroos just look like there's a guy inside there, you know? Right. Oh, yeah. And I no, mean, totally. I guess that's true because that's how they do their babies, but I guess I, that's how uh, all babies <laughs> do. Not quite like I, that, though. I, I stopped looking at that image and I started looking at the Animorphs cover again, and uh-huh. the kangaroo there is not better. Yeah, it's a little more gentle. It looks a like really, bit, really. But it, it stands the fuck up, for one thing. Yeah, it's it stands the fuck up. It, it's. It's got so I don't, I don't know what's got going down on its bottom half, but it's got something going on. It looks air, really airbrushed. It's making a face that I don't like. Also, if you look at the right paw, they did not do a very good job of isolating the paw. Uh-huh. It's got like a bunch of white. <coughs> oh yeah. Um It's it's got- really at the middle one. The middle one is a big problem to me yeah it, it looks like the, it looks like the so, worst like it, um, it looks like if someone told if so you know the allegory of, of, a, of the cave like imagine someone just walked out of that cave and someone said hey draw a cat girl right yeah um, speaking of cat girls though thanks for going thanks for going with me out of that walk i know that one was a bit of a journey but thanks for taking that one with me um oh yeah the second one truly looks like a character from cats 2019 Oh my god. Like, completely. Oh my god, um, yeah. Uh, side note, I have now seen Cats 2019 twice in theaters, and I have made plans to see it a third time. Yes! Uh, <laughs> though every time I see it, I see it with someone who has never seen the stage play before. Right. And I, like, I, I, I'll, like, 
everyone was talking in the theater I just saw at, and I was like leaning over to my friend and I was like, okay, but like in, in, in the stage play, like it's <laughs> like uh-huh. Mr. Mistopheles has, is like, has like chutzpah, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's my mission right now. I'm just using the cats 2019 wave to convert as many people into watching the 1998 one. Oh, it's so um, good. <laughs> Cause it's so good. <laughs> Um, yeah this can't turn into a cat's podcast (laughs) it unless it can it it could that would quite that would certainly be the unexpected Uh, (laughs) no it wouldn't it would be incredibly character there's nothing more on brand for us yeah the tagline of this book is some say you shouldn't play mind games tell that to the yurks uh (laughs) it's like you know like, the Yerks are barely in this one. Right. Like, there's also no mind games. Right, it's... <laughs> yeah, the, the Yerks are in this one far less than in, like, than, than most of the books. And they're, they don't do any psychological warfare. It's all, like, let's x-ray a plane, let's shoot everybody. None of that is mind games. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it, it's mind games in so far... It, as it like fucks with me personally. Sure. <laughs> um, so this is a this this book I found um, maybe not difficult but strange, like more deeply strange than a lot of the other animal books we've encountered. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it's basically a, a Cassie character piece, I guess, insofar as she's just removed from the entire party, the entire book. Right, and yeah. yet we learn less about her than we have ever learned in a book. <laughs> yeah, this is like this is this is this is an all Cassie book, and it might have the least like information about Cassie of any Cassie book I, that we've had thus far. I wrote down. I think one of my notes about halfway through is like, I don't know if I'm having like, you know, epic fail ADHD day, or if this book is just not for me and hard to follow. Okay, I'm so glad. I was having the exact same thing. I was like, give me the last five pages. Yeah, go on, go on. I really think for me what it was is that almost front to back, it's just action sequence after action sequence, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is the thing that I normally tune out for. Uh, And so it was really hard for me to get into it like there mm-hmm. there are definitely still a couple cool things um mm-hmm. and there was at least one like what the fuck moment um maybe two um but most of it was like okay cassie's at the airport and she's running away from being shot cassie yeah. is in a plane and she's running away from being shot cassie is in the desert she chills out for a second and then she's running away from being shot <laughs> I, I think i think okay. this one might be more difficult in comparison to other like combat heavy books we've read thus far just because i think cassie as a character has the least to do in combat like, I think as a character, Cassie shines the most, like, pre- and post, like, in battle encounters. Yeah. Right. And, like, everyone everyone else, you can kind of, like, develop at least some sort of narrative. Like, obviously with Rachel, but, like, with everyone else, you can kind of, like, follow a... There is some characterization to be had in the heat of battle, whereas I, I feel like Cassie's the strongest on either side of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It, so, <laughs> the energy I got from this book is, like, it felt like you know how there's like a there's like a in media res like fight sequence and at the beginning of most of these books that mm-hmm. lasts like a couple chapters 
it yes. felt like oh my god yes sorry it go felt ahead. like this that exactly but the entire book that is exactly what i was thinking almost like to the word i was like almost all of this that this entire book could have been covered in one sentence you know like i feel like if the the ideal form of this book would be cassie waking up on a bench in australia and then being like yeah fuck wait what happened oh right we were at the airport um and then i got into this plane because I was trying to save somebody and uh, then I met this kid and I guess I was so exhausted from all the morphing that I fell asleep and then like you get more time for because they also try to do a weird romance like Cassie's cheating on Jake. Yeah! Oh, that one was so bad. Like, it's so strange. <laughs> like to the point where there's a line at the end that's like while Jake had been ripping the city apart looking for me I'd been taking boomerang lessons from somebody else. And like, but but the thing is, like, it doesn't work because it's stupid, and also because the relationship isn't given any time to develop, so it's not like not it's even all. a serious thing. It's like they stand too close to each other once in the twelve hours they spend together, and then that's it. Yeah, like I was really disappointed when like because like the, there's a thing that like sets it up that like makes you think that like Cassie's gonna have to stay there for a week, and I was like. And that was, like, maybe at the 50-page mark out of 80. And I was like, well, there doesn't seem like to be too much space left, but they can probably get some characterization done between these two. And then, like, Cassie winds up... Some shit winds up going down, and Cassie winds up leaving within the next, like, 48 hours. Yeah. And I was just... I had really gotten my hopes up for, like, a really, like, low-stakes and domestic-level thing in the back half. Just, like, Cassie having to just, like, you know, rely on the assistance of others and... I, I don't know, just, like, calm down. Well, and, I don't know, do some introspection or something in this Australian wilderness, but we just spent we just spent 50 pages detailing how she fell out of a plane. Right. Right, I feel like <laughs> they could... They could have taken an opportunity to, like, give Cassie another chance to, like, explore the possibility of her life without being an anamorph you know like mm-hmm. a life that is not war where she's doing the thing she wants to do which is like be in nature and connect with animals and people um right. uh but instead we, we don't have time to do that and every time it seems like we're going to be given time it's you know new factors come in right um yeah, I don't know. I think that I'm probably extra frustrated at this book just because of the timing where last book was so huge and like yeah. plot heavy and it feels like we're just right back to nothing. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like literally, I don't know, send her to another continent. So there's no way she could possibly even stumble upon any plot. <laughs> and the yeah. thing is is like even they could have done fun plot stuff in, like, Australia, but they just, like, because, like, I'm imagining a version of this book where she spends the entirety of it in Australia, because mm-hmm. um, that's where I thought it was going to be, like, when she saw, like, the, 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 the Sydney travel code on the luggage, and I'm like, this bitch is going to spend, like, 70 pages in Australia. That's great. Um, but we could be like oh there's like a global conspiracy not just an american conspiracy or whatever and it's all right shit's going down everywhere but instead she's just like she learns how to throw a boomerang she gets a kangaroo morph um 
and uh, she she uh, feels she do, she does she, she cuts a man's the, leg off. She yeah, cuts a man. Some, wow. Some of the <laughs> there are there are like a few good moments in here, and it's just like I think the best moments of this book are when Cassie uh, accidentally murks a hork bajir and also like intentionally murks a couple of other controllers trying to escape the plane, and then. There's like so I don't know. There's a line that kind of I liked a lot at the very end, or not near the end, not at the very end, but like she morphs one of the hork bajir that she killed earlier. I really the, liked that moment where yeah, she's... I, I was a Xerox copy of a hork bajir who could no longer exist except through the DNA in my blood. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I thought that was that that was my favorite, like the the standout moment of the book to me was Cassie. Um, that seems like such a beautiful thing that she would do. Yeah. That is like honor because she is of course like so stressed out that she accidentally killed this hork bajir controller um and i love the concept of her honoring a life that she took by letting them uh heal somebody mm-hmm. like to use the the parts of because the whole entire tragedy of the hork bajir is how like gentle they are and that they've just been weaponized because of their bodies and so using those tools to instead save somebody's life, I thought was really beautiful. Um, yeah. It's just, it's the, it was the only, it was kind of the only thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of the only thing. Yeah. And there yeah. was, so, and the parts, so I, the parts on the plane were like, man, this would be cool if it was like someone else, you know? Cause I, I felt like Cassie didn't really, I didn't really understand why she was <laughs> doing like I, weird espionage there. I was just really yeah. stressed out <laughs> about I, I her. I think I feel like part of it is that Cassie is so independent and self-sufficient. Like she loves other people and definitely needs people, but is maybe is one of the kids who's most capable of surviving on her own. And yeah. so throwing her into a situation where she's surviving on her own isn't high stakes in and of itself. Like, um, right. Yeah. Like, like we even see her like we we even see her like start fucking Gerald's gaming and like having Marco and Rachel's voices showing up in her head. Yeah. And and like I I imagine I thought that I kind of thought that was gonna be like a recurring thing, but like it happens like twice, and then Cassie's like, I, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it I'm was... good. <laughs> but yeah, we definitely like as she's in the like the the like the luggage contain what area the place their Mm -hmm. luggage is in a plane i've flown on them before um she's like okay i gotta get us i gotta get warm clothes i gotta get food um and i gotta get somewhere to hide so she like gets a sleeping bag a cardigan like prune juice Uh and like slim fast bars and she's just like great i'm camping in this plane right Uh, (laughs) and i was like yeah that's cassie I yeah. guess, like, we're jumping around a lot, but the the plot of this book is essentially <laughs> they uh, have heard rumors of bugfighter wreckage being found by the government, and so they are trying to go and make sure that controllers don't get it, um, and because controllers are trying to stop the government from, like, putting it on media. Cassie gets worried that she might have gotten a Marine killed and ends up on a plane, goes to Australia, jumps out of the plane because the Yurks are x-raying it and stuff. Um, And then she sort of fucks around in Australia for about 20 hours. uh, And then a chi shows up and brings her home. 
And she says, Rachel, let's go shopping. And Rachel's like, hell yeah, buddy. And then Cassie buys two postcards and Rachel's like, aw. And that's the book. <laughs> there, there are there are two. Uh, there, there's one very good thing at the start of the book that I forgot about that um, made Is me laugh Is it poop as a weapon again? <laughs> well, it's that did make me laugh. But the thing that I was laughing about is the part where, like, Cassie tries to provoke the Marines to shoot to, like, uh, to like harming the controller FBI guy by like thought speaking like 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 per, like thought speaking as though she was the FBI guy and, and like, like saying mean Marines. things about the Marines. <laughs> yeah, the part where she's like, oh, they should have sent the Air Force instead, and she like sees all three of the Marines like instantly tense up. The thing I really liked at the beginning was the visual of Marco as Big Jim driving a baggage cart for yes, his again. friends. Yes! And Big Jim rides again! Everyone being like, I think that when we get home, we should all pool some money together to get Marco some driving lessons. He truly needs them. At it's, first, I really I thought that Marco was only driving Rachel, and I was so full of love for like their friendship, where Marco would be like, Rachel, get on the cart. And she'd be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> He'd just like <laughs> ram into a wall and she'd burst off the cart. Um, <laughs> then I realized the rest of them were there too. And I was like, okay, okay. okay. So they kind of considered this a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Still pretty good, but um, uh, uh, the thing about this book is that like the entire plot hinges upon Cassie taking a dump on a controller and the controller is saying, that's an Andalite, I know that for sure. Mobilize, weaponize all forces to killing that fucking yeah, bird. I honestly, I, I'm glad that we're getting to the point where controllers are what I think is a reasonable amount of paranoid about animals. Because mm-hmm. there was definitely a period there where they'd be like, that bird's acting weird. Probably nothing. And it's like, your enemies, your enemies are the ones who change into animals, guys. <laughs> Right. It's just, it's also very funny that the guy is just like, all right, I cannot say definitively. That might be an Andalite. Not sure. Am in the presence of civilians. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I'm just going to start blasting. Cassie spends a lot of time in this book halfway between morphs. I guess yeah. because she's stressed. She's, she changes from a seagull. She's trying to morph back to human um, and gets stuck. And I love the description that was like, I was still more gull than girl. A weird mix of fluffy wings and pure horror. The Blair Muppet Project. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was like, like a truly upsetting visual, like in my brain space. Um, but I was like, um, but like in a way that like, yeah, tr- truly like comedic, comedically horrifying, I think is yes. the tone that that struck for me. Absolutely. And shortly after that, she just goes like full Seth Brundle. Like she passes out halfway between fly and human um, and mm-hmm. wakes up not sure if she's human or not, mm-hmm. um, but she is. And also, she's on a plane to Australia. <laughs> hey, question. Remember when Cassie pockets the boomerang when she turns into a kangaroo? No, um, I I don't, but that's good. Does she use it? Like, like it's a very Chekhov's... Because like, she like turns into a kangaroo and is like, all right, I'm going to go fight. And then she just kicks the shit out of all the controllers. Um, I, I, I don't know the... Po- opposable thumb situation on kangaroos. She she literally like hold on I'm gonna find it because there's like a line where she's like my 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 opposable claws made it really easy to hold a boomerang. Okay. Um, okay. Here, think... here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I spotted the boomerang lag on the bench. The boomerang Yami's grandfather had given me. I reached for it. The kangaroos front paws were amazing, almost like hands. 
without a real thumb, but with five nimble clawed fingers. I gripped the boomerang in one paw, held my pouch open with the other, and slipped the boomerang inside. That's crazy. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure she doesn't use that boomerang. I don't um, think so. That's okay, though. I feel okay it's with fine. that. Yeah. She does kick the shit out of everyone. Um, uh, kangaroo leg better than arm in general. That's, Stop yeah, sending pictures of kangaroos. <laughs> Say no! <laughs> that's the one. That's the one that Kangaroo Jack was about. Mm-hmm. His name is Roger. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> I love that one that looks like he's like stretching his arm across his chest. Yeah, that's a stance. What a pose. Um. <laughs> yeah. There's. This, looks, this, this, <laughs> this is Kangaroo. This looks like the, doing. Spells. This kangaroo is a wizard. <laughs> I, I was gonna say this looks like the worst mixtape out of twenty nine out of twenty twenty thus far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Uh, there's a there's a so the the Yurks do a thing where they like freeze the whole plane and everybody in it, and Cassie pretends to be a frozen passenger, and it almost works. But then they're like, wait, she, she the Andalite bandit could be pretending to. Uh, be a frozen passenger, and then the way that they test that is that the hork just turns the Dracon beam to stun and goes through and electrocutes everybody in the plane. <laughs> Which so, I just love. It's so crazy, because they do so much shit on this plane that, like, Yerks do, and it's, like, what is your end game here? Because Cassie talks about hearing like burning flat like smelling burning flesh at some point right like the implication being like they've actually like so you didn't dissolve a human but you did burn them pretty badly so a bunch of these humans are gonna wake up out of their like paralysis trance or whatever and just have like huge burns on their arms or whatever what did they get no idea it's like (laughs) and they're also like shooting dracon beams inside so there's just gonna be like scorch marks everywhere uh, the the Cassie's already torn apart the luggage container and or the luggage part and also made it look like a polar bear bear fell out of it. Um, I don't know. I just I don't I don't know. <laughs> Nobody here has a good plan. And like considering <laughs> that the way that this entire thing started was they were like, hey. Remember, we want to be on the down low. We can't let humans know aliens are here. Did you you lost sight of that goal real quick, huh, y'all? <laughs> it, it turns out if if they are sufficiently removed from human if they are sufficiently removed from human society, that, so, that's fine though. So here's what my brain is saying: these people are gonna be like, well, we just all had a UFO experience we can't remember, um, and then they're gonna like start like a an, a message board about it yeah um and maybe get some like they'll, they'll call like mufon or seti or something like that mm-hmm. and that'll be a I, whole thing what, what are those are those, uh, those are u- ufo organizations okay so yeah. so you're saying you're saying we're getting web you're, they're gonna get web 1.0 on this shit like there's there is a web 1.0 animorphs like conspiracy theory board out there specific so and like and then like in like 20 years a podcast is gonna do an episode on them and they're gonna be like <laughs> but it's unexplained to this day yeah. and then yeah. that's it <laughs> That's my game theory. I think that's true. 
Also, okay. um, oh god, I really want, uh, I really want like a true crime podcast like from the universe where animorphs real. Yeah, that is such a fun idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want that so. Listen, listen, Caplegate, listen. I, I don't you, think Caplegate will pay us. <laughs> pay, pay us. We're not doing this shit for free. <laughs> but I do it for free. I would also do it for free. <laughs> That's how, that truly sounds like the best, like, like narrative, like, f- fiction podcast, but it's fan fiction, basically. That yeah. sounds really tremendous. <laughs> I love that idea very much. <laughs> it's just like the start of Halloween 2018. Right. It's exactly like the start. Well, yeah. No, I'll say it's exactly like the start of Halloween 2018. Um, Another thing so- I love is that the kids... I, I don't know, I th- I, when I looked at the pronunciation of this name, I was getting Yummy, but I don't know if it's Yummy or, yeah. Um, but but he calls kangaroos boomers, which made me laugh a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, and also at a certain point, um, Cassie asks how far away something is, and he tells her in kilometers, and it's like written out that she has to try and convert it in her head, which I think is very funny. Um, Cassie is smarter than me because I wouldn't have been able to do that. I, so this is like where I was like, oh, I had just kind of uh, assumed that a kilometer was um, just slightly different than a mile. It's um, pretty, kilometers are small. Yeah, <laughs> which I've learned. I feel like I've, I, I knew that at some point in my life, but then just stopped knowing it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm the uh, opposite where I refuse to learn any measurement system that the state, <laughs> the United States uses. And honestly, honestly you're this, better yes. off for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I just, it's I the just ideologically don't. correct decision. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, no, but uh, I was, Imperial but... is, Imperial is bullshit in every way. Like I, I, I used to be, I used to be a Fahrenheit defender, but honestly just tear the entire fucking thing down. I'll take Celsius. Just, just get rid of the entire thing. Yeah. Right. I, <laughs> um, so I think I like, I think Animorphs made me smarter because now I know what the difference is between miles and know. kilometers. you learned. <laughs> Anim- Animorphs has definitely made me stronger and also a kinder person. Mm-hmm. I don't know if <laughs> that's true. And also tigers. <laughs> I, I, po- I posted a tweet about this, but like 90% of my obsession with, my, 95% of my obsession with tigers comes from Jake Animorphs. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure, yeah. The other 5% is from the Zoo Books commercials where they was a, and the tiger poster. I think that's a pretty good um, pie chart of or interest. Yeah. story. But now mm-hmm. I am the tiger poster. Mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. like the grandpa. He's just kind of chill. Yeah, he's and just kind of like, chilling. Uh, you know, so he basically found a piece of the bug fighter and accidentally cut himself on it, and it gets super disgusting and like, like gangrenous real quickly and that's why cassie cuts a man's leg off as a hork but uh the 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 controllers come to get cassie and she's like oh my god they came here because of me i'm putting you in danger and grandpa's like no they're here because they're evil and if you weren't here they would have just found us eventually anyway you need to go fight them that is the the wonder that you bring to the world thanks for cutting my leg off bye <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gra- Gramps was kind of chill about it. Yeah, like he was shockingly cool chill going. about it. Like I, I was like I kind of had to skim through that part because I, you know, I, I have a thing with legs. It was pretty tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, uh, I kind of skimmed through that part, but still, I was like, damn, Grandpa's not even, like, gonna see... Is Grandpa, like, knocked out for this? No. <laughs> I mean... Oh, no. he was just chilling. I guess I'm, like, I'm not a doctor, but not a lot of this tracks for me. Uh-huh. You know? But that's fine. I guess it's anamorphs. Yeah. <laughs> They're in Australia. And, you know, now we have... Rule of thirds, Cassie has to do surgery on at least one more person in the next ten books. Because uh, she's done it on her dear friend Axe's brain, and now uh-huh. on a stranger's uh, whole leg. Uh-huh. So she's going to have to tinker with somebody's, I'm going to say, some sort of organ in the torso. Right, yeah, yeah, has yeah. Has to be next. That yeah. sounds right to me. Mm-hmm. Cut open your friends. Mm, for fun and profit. For fun and profit. <laughs> and freedom. And freedom. Cut your friends open, slurp the yerk right out of their brain. And just mm-hmm. for freedom. For freedom. Mm-hmm. Oh, the other day, uh, a portobello mushroom fell on the floor, and I was sweeping, and it came out from under where it had fallen, and I got so scared it was big slug. It was not. It was portobello <laughs> mushrooms. <laughs> uh, you Do know you what I hate? Yerks this? are approximately portobello mushroom colored. Uh, a little grayer, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe when they're full of uh, brain juice. Sure. What color brain ju- do you think brain juice is? Brown. <laughs> Pink. I guess I don't know why I asked that question with so much condescending authority as if I fucking knew the answer myself. So I, I retract my tone and apologize for it. Yeah, what color do you, Blair, what color do you think your brain is? Like, take a look at Well, it's called gray matter, right? So it's gray, probably? Yeah, but you don't know that. You've never seen your own damn brain. Um... No, I haven't. But that's not an option that's necessarily closed off to me, right? I mean, I can't say I mean, oh. maybe. Okay, listen. I watched. Go- maybe something's changed in the twenty-five years since Ghost in the Shell originally came out. But one of the characters in that did say, "No human has ever seen their brain." Maybe tech has advanced in the twenty-five years since. But considering Ghost in the Shell takes place like a billion years in the future. Um, I mean, I couldn't physically with my human eyeballs see it, but if someone was like filming yeah, my okay, brain, yeah, okay, sure, moving the moving the goalposts. I see how it is. <laughs> what if what if they what if what, uh, what if a mirror was involved? <laughs> okay, oh, never mind. Okay. Yeah. Do mirrors Fuck. count? Yeah, I think that counts. I think cool. so because, I mean, if they don't, have you never seen your own face? Right. Listen, maybe they, maybe they just hadn't invented mirrors and ghosts in the shell. Yeah. I so mean, true. sometimes when I see pictures of myself, I do go, I don't know who that is. So maybe <laughs> I have never me. seen my own face. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I don't, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I don't pass the mirror test. No, God, no. <laughs> Who's that cat? <laughs> I have to fight cat? him. I'm, but I'm just imagining you, like, bapping at your reflection in the mirror. I, when I, <laughs> like when a frustrated slept, cat. Like, when I slept in your room, Blair, I um, frightened myself, I'm going to say every single time I woke up, because there's a huge mirror beside your bed, and I was always like, ah, someone's here. <laughs> oh, yeah. I So I'm literally surprised I don't wake myself up screaming all the time <laughs> because of it. Um... <laughs> Though sometimes I do, well, I guess because, like, I don't, so, like, I wear glasses, so I just, like, wake up, I open my eyes, and it's just, like, a blur, but I slept in my contacts a couple nights ago, so I, like, woke up in the, like, in the middle of the night, and just saw, like, 
the clear outline of a human person in my bed and I was like oh no okay that's me (laughs) (laughs) so I it probably is I think I I benefit from not being able to see generally in life Mm -hmm. right yeah Mm -hmm. that's kind of comforting uh so cassie gets cassie gets home and then they hang out at the gardens and there's another moment i absolutely loved where um they're all hanging out and then rachel it's it's the line is like what is he doing rachel frowned at axe who was leaning back in his chair with the empty popcorn box mashed over his face (laughs) i love a boy i know i have a shameful confession about this i'll get you one what (laughs) So they mentioned they talk about how Axe is like eating the bu- the box of the popcorn bucket here, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I didn't do that with the boxes, with but the, with the I bags, have do you eat the bags? Eaten popcorn bags on multiple occasions. It's weirder to eat a bag, my love. Uh, it's weirder. <laughs> it's, I'm well aware. Yeah. I I have not done this in a while. Mm-hmm. By in a while, I do mean it has happened within the last six years. That's plenty of time. I probably I eat uh, <laughs> lollipop sticks all the time. That's I- different though. That one's already in your mouth. There is no point at which like a popcorn bag like naturally finds its way. In, oh, uh, I mean, it does if you're licking the butter off. Right. That's true. That's true. Have you ever torn the bag apart to like? Yes. Get it off? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's 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 the natural evolution. I, I was not able to stop myself. I would go from like licking the bag to like, just kind of like absentmindedly chewing on it uh-huh. to like to just I I've, I've eaten and swallowed a whole bag of popcorn on multiple occasions. Hell yeah, that's called uh, environmentally friendly consu- consumption. Yeah. Getting my, right. hey, no l- waste. Listen. No waste. Zero waste. (laughs) My stomach has been asking for more fiber for a long time, and I'm happy to provide it in the ways that I can. Yeah. Um. Um. Speaking of the end of the book, there is a thing that I like where uh, where uh, Rachel's like, "Yeah, Cassie, Jake was a real fucking zombie while you were gone," and Jake's uh like, "I was not." And Tavani's like, "Okay, here's the definition." Somebody who can't eat, can't sleep, spends every minute of night and day searching the airport and all other known Yerk hangouts and can only utter one intelligible sentence. I have to find her. <laughs> God, he's... I love the small picture this paints of, like, the... Jake just the, going the, full the, Batman. Yeah, yeah. And just, like, the, the micro-adventure that everyone was having while Cassie was fucking off uh-huh. in Australia. Taking oh, yeah. Boomerang he lessons. was taken, man. <laughs> he had a particular set of skills. Uh, yep, exactly. Hey, hey, if Animorphs modern day, Cassie would throw her boomerang and say, okay, boomerang. Yep. <laughs> so, um... Oh, uh, Axe, Axe sees a picture of a kangaroo and goes, oh, you were an animal with two heads? And then Cassie goes, <laughs> no, that a one's good... a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Axe is still so full of, um, wonder. Yeah. <laughs> he he truly believes that anything can happen on Earth. <laughs> he's he's the perfect baby. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. And yeah. I would um sacrifice my life for him even if it wasn't necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Just just, just for fun. Just for fun. <laughs> just for a laugh. <laughs> I'm um, gonna laugh. Sacrificing my life for the boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that was the, uh, I've completely forgotten the name of the book, The Unexpected. The Unexpected. Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way. By the way, what? (laughs) I I mean. Like, I guess. (laughs) 
it was unexpected how long it took this book to get to any sort of plot. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, I am still enamored by Seropedia uh, parenthesizing all of the names of mm-hmm. the animals. So we do still have, you know, Cassie learned the seagull, housefly, Cassie used the seagull morph, the housefly morph, and the polar bear, Nanook morph, and of course, Marco used silverback gorilla, parentheses, Big Jim. Big Jim! Um, a lot of people forget that he's not Big Jim. A lot of people forget that he's Big Jim. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... um Oh yeah, and one last thing. Uh, the in, the inside, like the the inside cover quote, because we already talked about the outside one, which is some say you shouldn't play mind games, but the inside one is "Hop along, Cassie D." That was okay. Well, it falls <laughs> off at the end there. I get what it's doing, but you know, yeah, that's better. <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely. The inside cover quote is routinely much better than the outside cover quote. Yeah. Um, Seda. Yep. <laughs> Um, I, I guess my only question is that, um, like, from the moment you posted that original cropped image of that kangaroo crossing his arms to when you just now put another image of the kangaroo crossing his arms, where it seems it was uh, uh, considerably more exposed and, fil- like, layered on top of each other. Right. The, the time spent doing that, is that, like, a pretty, like, realistic gap? Uh, yeah, I, I sort of, I sort of, I sort of looked in the chat and I saw the kangaroo and I thought, there's something here. I mean, Um, I guess there is something here. You, you made it into, is this, is this like the, is this the cover of like the, the the remixed mixtape, the better one? Yeah. Where it's, it's after they got really into mushrooms. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) It, it looks like. If, it looks like in if in two thousand and eight I finished a, a a maze on the internet. This is the streamer that would pop up afterwards. <laughs> yeah, it's art you're saying. Um, that I guess I that's what I'm saying. You're saying that I made an art. I, I think I'm, I think that is what I'm saying. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, it's impossible impossible to deny. Seda made an art. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, <laughs> hey. <laughs> Um, oh, for, for listeners at home, I'm sure all these beautiful JPEGs will be in the show notes. But, yeah, um, God, I hope so. It's the same, but I assume inverted. I put a little gradient map on there, flipped it, reverse, you know, style, opacity, 50. Just chilling. Make sure, make, yeah, gotcha, okay, Fucked cool. some of those curves a little bit. Sure, are you having just, fun? Just, just, get, just get up all in the tummy guts of those Beziers. Yeah, I don't know if I, think... I am. I think it's more of a compulsion than a hobby. <laughs> I think we should leave Seda to their devices. So this has been the Wonder Yerks. Wait, 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 we have questions. We actually have questions. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're not free of me yet. No. <laughs> so at what is cosplay says, uh, incorrect, the animal God forgot is a Tasmanian devils with infectious facial cancer. But unrelated, if you slash the animorphs did a taste test of Aussie snacks, which do you think you'd like and which ones would you hate? Um, all I know about Australian snacks is they have one called Golden Gay Time, and that's all I want to eat for the rest of my days. Looking um, up some Australian snacks. I like Vegemite a lot, so that's chill. <laughs> um, so I used to... I, I just tried to Google Australian snacks, and Google was like, did you mean Australian snakes? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, I love an Australian <laughs> snake, yeah. Uh, I'll f- I fuck with a Tim Tam. Tim Tam's good shit. What is a Tim Tam? Uh, it's like a brand of, like, candy bar, I think, or it's a, it's a, Wikipedia calls it a chocolate biscuit. Mm. Oh, sure. 
Yeah, I uh, don't think there's a lot of like the the cornerstone snacks and treats I could eat. That's what I'm thinking. I've, I'm seeing uh, a dairy represented kind of heavily, dairy and some meats. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, so there here's an image that Australia has put to me, something called a snag. Um, sure. It is what appears to be a hot dog wrapped uh, in a, a diagonal slice of bread. Hot dog, too big. Um, way too big. Way too big, bread too small. And I don't know what that oh, means. So, okay, the unfortunate thing about this is that I've made this meal for myself. Yeah. Um, in the microwave at home. Right. Hey, Stop! Um, and I, was, I know. I was just and never happy about it. Yeah. It was more for lack of options. Right, right, for sure, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um... Bread, so just a piece of bread has like issues with when you're instead of a bun, you know? Right. It's Devo. the fact that it's soft on both sides. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's even struggles sometimes as like, they're like slices, sliced bread is like made for sandwiches, but sometimes even struggles to be like suitable for sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Like if you put if you put anything like less viscous than PB and or J on there, like it's it's gonna start having trouble. Right. Well, I, I guess it also depends on the bread we're talking about. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why you uh, gotta toast toast all your shit. That's that's also true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Extremely true. Um. Also, we have a question from uh, at. Uh, Heavenly Evan, that's Heavenly with no vowels. Right. What foreign location-themed adventure would you like the Animorphs to go on? Um, Canada. <laughs> oh, wouldn't truly wouldn't that be fun? Because that would be really fun. It would just be jokes. Uh, truly, if it was Marco, just jokes at Canada's expense the entire yeah, time. Which uh, we love, not ironically, as a culture. <laughs> uh, really into that. <laughs> um. um. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. I do we have? That's it. Do we have to yeah, end the podcast? Canada. Say that. That's it. Canada. Okay. Uh, that's the end of the podcast. How do we end this motherfucker? Let me open the page. So, if you want to find the podcast on the internet, you can find us on Twitter. Say that. Uh, you can find us at, on Twitter. At the Wonder Yerks, or you can support the show, patreon.com forward slash fearbaiting, which supports this show and the other podcast that Sarah does, which is a horror movie podcast. Yep, um, coming back in a couple of weeks. Yep. I gotta get that guest list taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to find me on the internet, you can just go to open up Twitter and go to Blair Kitch, and there I am. I'll be there and I'll be yelling. Almost mm-hmm. guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. Uh, say, say to where people find you and the kangaroo images you just made. Right, and so, posted. yeah, 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 totally, totally, totally. Um, I am on Twitter at nudity with an E instead of a Y. You can also find some music that I do at gaygothvibes.online and check out my other podcast on Noise Space where I make simple songs to solve simple problems at Musical Mole on Twitter. Nice. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at sunhatgenya, S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A. Also on my other, uh, all the other noise space podcasts that I do, uh, Fear Baiting, like Blair mentioned, uh, Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, Leftism Podcast, 
Uh, yeah, it's podcasting. Uh, you can also, if you, and uh, thank you very much to all of our patrons. Uh, $1 a month gets you any bonus content we do. Uh, five bucks a month gets your name right on the podcast. Uh, and also, te- and 10 bucks a month gets you uh, your name right on the podcast. And also, you get to make us watch a movie for fear baiting. Uh, thank you to Michael Kaiser, Paul Moran, Kit Spindler, Paul Bechtel, and Ducky Aisha. We love is, you all. Yes. Uh, is that everything? I believe that is everything. That seems okay. like it. Yeah. Uh, well, until next... I'm Sarah. I, I, I've been Blair. I, uh, seem to be Seda. Oh, mm. <laughs> And until next time, uh, keep your hand on that Escapel device. God fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well... <laughs>